turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The tongue, it has the power to heal or destroy, as we'll see today on Times of Refreshing. We are back in James today here on Times of Refreshing from the Well here in Livermore, California, with our teacher and pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We invite you to spend time with us today. We're back in chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. The message is simply entitled, Lord, Heal My Mouth. James goes through and gives us a very clear understanding of just how powerful this tongue really is. And why is it so powerful? It's attached to our heart. And that is where we pick up today. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Napoleon now with today's program here on Times of Refreshing. He wants you and I to become an agent for him. Now watch how subtle this is. Jesus has been predestined, predetermined that Jesus Christ will go to the cross and die for humanity. The devil knows that. He knew that. That's why he tried to kill Jesus when he was as an infant. He tried to kill him. Daniel talked about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah talked about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the way in the back, back in the book of Genesis, he talks about the Lord Jesus Christ, about how, how redemption was already set in motion. So the serpent knew that his head was going to get busted. So he knows, but now the time is set. Jesus comes on the scene. And it's determined. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus is walking through the streets of Jerusalem. And some people understood it. Some people did not. The devil knew. Jesus is getting ready to come to the cross. And he tells his disciples, I'm getting ready to go to the cross. I'm getting ready to die. Peter. Far be it from you, Lord. You're not going to die. He tells him, he basically tells him that he's not going to die. He tells him something that is totally contrary to God's will. Jesus looks at his buddy, somebody he loved passionately, somebody that he was getting ready to lay down his life for. He looks at Peter and he says, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to God. You savor the things that be of man and not the things that be of God. So he understood in that moment, no matter how sincere Peter was, that the devil was using his mouth to try to subvert the the will and plan of God. And he was able to discern it. 
And so for us, it's the same thing. We have to see that our mouths can be used for good, can also be used for bad. And just because somebody has the right intentions and, and motivation and heart towards you, doesn't mean that they're necessarily, necessarily saying something that reflects God's will for you. Because sometimes the road that God has you to go down is a little bit rocky. And people start, well, you shouldn't go there. It's, it's, it's going to be rough. No, this is where God wants me to go. I'm going to get through it. I'll be fine. And that also is a part of maturity and us understanding how little, little a fire is kindled, even though it starts off little. But it's, it's set aflame and it begins to rage because of the influence of hell. The devil, just think if the devil would have got Jesus to listen to Peter and not go to the cross. He tried to. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. This is my buddy, but you just used his mouth. I'll never forget one time I was praying. I was, in my, I was, I was at with my family members, and I was praying. And as we were praying, I was just telling somebody a story this week. I was praying, and as we were praying, Lord, bless this food. One of my family members said, why don't you hurry up? Enough already. And I looked up. I said, I see you, devil. You don't like this prayer. But I never forgot that. Sometimes you're listening to the person, you're not listening to the person. Because hell, hell has got a grip on them. Is this too heavy, y'all? Sometimes you're talking to somebody and it's the devil, it's, it's not just them. And we have to be sensitive about that, understand you're dealing with something greater. Doesn't mean you hate the person. I, I prayed and kept, kept it moving. I said, okay, I'm still going to pray in the name of Jesus. Bless this food, you know. And then, hey, let's, let's eat. But I see you. The devil just got your mouth. Well, the Apostle James is trying to help us to understand that the... That hell is involved in trying to get our mouths to become defiled and dirty. So he can use them to push us in a direction that's contrary to God's will. He says here in verse, in verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. Somebody say man. You can't change your own mouth, but God can. You and I don't have the power within our own strength to tame our own tongues. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to come in and wash us from the inside out to change our vocals, to change our voices. You know, and I want to say this, and I, and I hope everyone understands where I'm coming with coming from with this and I'm not trying to beat anybody up but at some point in time if you're walking with Jesus Christ you're going to stop cussing you're going to stop cussing at people you're going to stop lying all the time you're going to stop being so so mean and angry and everything 
At some point in time, because God starts cleaning out your heart, you don't have to. He starts taking that desire. When I first got saved, my wife would tell you, man, I would cuss like a sailor. I cuss you out so fast your head would spin. I grew up, some of y'all don't know how I grew up. I grew up rough, y'all. And we, we did, I mean, we, I, just on the street. I'm 12 years old. I'm out doing, just acting a fool. Cussing and fussing, doing all kinds of stuff. I started, when I got saved, I knew one of the first things that God was going to do for me was change my mouth. I started reading these verses and I started saying, oh my goodness, Lord, help me. I went through a season, my wife will tell you, well, I just shut up. I got quiet. My wife will tell you, I just got quiet. And I started understanding and I started letting God deal with my mouth. And before long, God started changing my language. So then instead of me, when something happened, me say something that I shouldn't say, I start saying, oh, I hit my elbow. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you right now. I give you praise. Oh, yes, Lord. That hurt. But praise you anyhow. I start, can I have an amen, y'all? You start learning how to. It starts coming out of your spirit. I'd be at practice, somebody would hit me on my ankle. Oh, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Praise him, praise him. Woo, my ankle's hurting right now. Before, bleep, 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 bleep. But when God gets in your heart, can I have an amen? He starts to change your voice. He starts to change you from the inside out. And then he teaches us that as a Christian, our lifestyle shouldn't be about cussing and fussing. That, that, that in your, even in your home, that your kids hear you talking the wisdom of God and speaking in a way that represents the kingdom of God. And then we turn around and say, well, I'm just keeping it real. What, what you're saying is that God hasn't changed my heart yet. And I don't want to give up these words. Can I preach now, y'all? And what happens is we don't see that that's directly tied to what's going on in our hearts. That God, you got to change my heart because I do. You know, I, I got a potty mouth, Lord. And God knows where we're at. But we can't stay there and say, well, I'm keeping it real. No, you don't want to. If that's real, we need to get it changed. That's fine. But let's let God work on our hearts so we're not cussing people out every time they take your parking spot. Some of us, we got road rage in the car. I know I'm preaching right now, Lord. I know I don't have any notes. I didn't bring any notes today. I said, Lord, have your way. I, I didn't bring any notes. I, it's all I got up here. The Word and the Holy Ghost. Can I have an amen, y'all? Well, we got to let God deal with our hearts. So that when God is dealing with our hearts, stuff starts spewing out of us that, that is righteous and holy and truthful. And it begins just to break down walls and push back barriers. And, and God begins to use our mouths as a powerful instrument to see the kingdom of God released. But if we're cussing at everybody, we're destroying our testimony. 
Now, some of you might say, well, pastor, that's where I'm at. Well, let's fix it. Let's let God do what he's going to do in us. Can I have an amen, y'all? For all of us. But look what he says here. And this is important. He says, no man can tame the tongue. God can tame your tongue. God can help you to start speaking great things over your life. God can change your tongue where you won't cuss ever again. Ever again. A cuss word has not come out of my mouth by the grace of God since 1996. That's over 20 years. Since 1996, a cuss word has not come out of my mouth. And I would tell you if it had. If it hadn't. And that is unthinkable, unimaginable to me when I first got saved. But God, we have to start believing that God can tame our tongues. I can't do it. No man can do it. But God can. Can I have an amen, y'all? I'm fired up about this. God can change your mouth. Change your confession. Change the way you're speaking over your kids. Change the way you're speaking over your spouse. Change the way you're speaking over your situation. Change the way you're speaking on your job. He can do it. And he will do it. He says, but no man can tame the tongue. Look at verse 8. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And this is a problem. Once you start spewing stuff, it, gets, it becomes poisonous. I will never forget. God rest his soul. I will never forget my grandfather telling me that I would never be nothing. You ain't never going to be nothing. I won't forget that. I remember him saying that to me. Now the devil was a lie. But listen, watch how you're speaking over your situation and what you're saying to people. Be careful. You can damage a young kid. Man, you're just stupid. You're just stupid. Then the kid grows up thinking they're stupid. You just, you just, some kids, and this is what happens, we, we label, and I'm going to say this, and I know this is, this is kind of controversial, but I'm going to say this. Not every kid has ADD. Some of these kids just don't like school. I'll get bored listening to this person talk about trigonometry. Now, you need to do it. It's not an excuse. You need to do it. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't mean that the kid is dumb and doesn't, and that, that you see them playing the video games. They're sitting there for three hours. Pastor Kaufman, my son can't, he can't concentrate. Okay, does he have a PS4? <laughs> does he have a Wii? How many hours are they there? Well, they're there about five hours. There's... Yeah, they play it all night, huh? And then we're supposed to think that these kids are dumb. When they didn't got they didn't got to master level <laughs> on the video game. I'm master. Look, Dad, I'm master such and such. Well, you need to manage and be master of that trigonometry, and you need to figure that out too. 
Can I have an amen, y'all? Our kids aren't stupid. And I'm tired of the world telling us that, all, that they're just stupid. Some of them just bored. And they don't, they don't like the teacher. <laughs> now, they still need to do their work. We're going to hold them accountable. But some of this stuff, y'all, that's what's going on. But if we're speaking death over them, he says this, it's a deadly poison. It gets in their system and it germinates. You have the power to speak life over a situation. He says this, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you have the power to speak life over yourself. You have the power to speak blessings over yourself. When's the last time you just stopped and started speaking blessings over yourself? I'm blessed. I am blessed. God has blessed me. He's kept me. He strengthens me. He's my rock and my fortress. And sometimes I have fall down, but I get up seven times and I thank God he's not leaving me. He hasn't forsaken me, that he lifts me up when I feel torn down and that God, you are on my side. You fight for me. You go before me in battle. You help me when I have situations that seem overwhelming and I don't know what to do. I look to the rock that is higher than I and I say, God, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ that's me and you are on my side and I am more than a conqueror through God that has loved me. I am a victor. I am victorious. I am not a victim. I don't care about what everybody else has to say. God, you are with me. Can I have an amen, y'all? Woo! And what happens is your body starts listening to what you have to say. It says, yes, that's right. Get up. Move a little bit. Shake yourself. You can. Turn on the lights and open up the windows and walk around a little bit, man. I got some life in me now because God is on my side. We got to talk to ourselves. We got to get this poison out of our system. We got to get it out. The way you get the poison out of your system is speaking truth over yourself. The tongue is a deadly poison. It, it releases poison into our system. The antidote is the truth of God's word. Start getting in God's word and meditating on it and allowing God. And then stop cussing and fussing and, and doing all this stuff. And then God comes in. You look up. You say, man, look what happened to my life. Man, how come you're not depressed? Because God gave me the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I praise him, man. Man, you're going through a lot. Praise God. He's still with me. And we start talking to ourselves. And then when you do that, because God has healed your mouth and he's healed my mouth, the devil sits back. He says, oh, my goodness, what can I, I can't get him. Well, pastor, somebody just said something that was very hurtful. Forgive them. That, it hurt, though. Forgive them. And watch how God heals you. Don't receive it and then get bitter and angry and hateful and resentful and untrusting and unloving. 
Say, ha, okay, you devil, use that person to try to shoot that dart at me to poison me so that I will become bitter. But I know what to do. I'm going to forgive them. Now, doesn't mean that I'm going to trust them. But I'm going to forgive them. So that my, so that I don't get defiled. Can I have an amen, y'all? That I don't get defiled. I still got my joy. I'm not bitter. What happens is we learn to do this and understand the power of our tongues. Now, let's close this out, y'all. He says this. He says in verse 9, with it, our tongues, we bless God and our Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of, of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursings. Brethren, these things ought not to be so. It shouldn't be like that amongst the believers. It shouldn't be like that among us. Say, Pastor, I'm going to work, and all these people, they don't know God, and they're cussing all the time. Well, that's what they're going to do. Amen. You don't do it. Right. And then there's somebody's going to come to you and say, how come, you, how come you're not cussing and acting like everybody else and talking and gossiping and saying all kinds of stuff? How, could, how do you do that with Jesus Christ? Can you tell me about Jesus Christ? But if you're doing what they're doing, look at verse 11. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Of course not. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. You know, for us as a society, it is becoming so prevalent and common. You know, if you do any study of American history and different things like that. It's amazing how you can see the world progressively and even the country just getting worse and worse and worse. There's a time, and some, some, some of you know this because you grew up. You, you're old enough to know this more than me or, and, and others. That there's a time on television you wouldn't hear cussing and Radio, you wouldn't hear people acting crazy. You watch, you watch movies, and they would be wholesome movies. Everybody would be dressed nice and professional. Oh, look at little Johnny. He's going, you know. And it, and it was like, <laughs> little house on the prairie, you know what I mean? Stuff that you look and you say, wow, this is wholesome. This is good. No censor. But you look now, and now with Social media and with television and what all this stuff going on. It's like, who can get the most raunchy? Who can get the raunchiest? Shock. You know, who, the shock value. And the church needs to stand up and say, we're not into the shock value. That's not how we do things because Jesus Christ came in, changed our heart, changed our mouth, and has cleaned us up and is teaching us how to represent the kingdom of God in the midst of darkness. And make no mistake, the world is getting darker. 
and you see it. Now our kids, they're, they're exposed to all these YouTube videos and, and all this stuff and, and rappers cussing all the time. I mean, my goodness. And you see all this stuff and then you're sitting around and you're wondering, what happened to my kid? They're getting exposed to all this stuff. And, these, and they don't realize that the rappers are on there. Their hearts are bad. And so they're cussing about, you know, sleeping with this woman and talking about this and getting in about this. And da, 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 calling this one a B and calling this a, And they're hearing that pump, pump, pump. And then you're having a conversation with them. And they get mad at you. And what they saw on the video starts coming out. Ooh, i got to preach on that this morning. Can I talk about this morning? Can I talk about it? It starts coming out because now the heart. And so what happens is we have to see that this stuff is not just innocence. It's devilish. <laughs> Pastor Kaufman, you're taking it too far. You're just being religious. No, I just read you verses from this book and said, let's try to do what he says in this book. Because we have not only our kids, but society is going down this road and everyone's mouths need to be healed. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.